Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number nine of the Review Point podcast. Come to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I'm your host, Tony Mango, and joining me on the panel tonight, I've got with me Sam Lassio. How you doing, everybody? And Sean Walker. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Who is very far away from his microphone and being taken away by uh, Wilson Fisk's men. Um, if you're with a hand. <laughs> if you're unfamiliar with how Review Point works, it's pretty simple. We break down whatever is in our sites for this episode, and we review different aspects, whether or not they were a hit or a miss, otherwise known as a positive or a negative. And our target for this edition is going to be Marvel's newest TV series from Netflix, Daredevil. Warning, there is going to be spoilers. If you have not seen this TV show yet and you don't want to know what happens, bookmark this, go watch it, and then come back later on. And, of course, leave your comments below and tell us what you thought of these different things. But let's go through... We're going to do every episode, but we're not going to break them down episode by episode because that's way too fucking hard and long to do. We're just going to make this a full uh, season one retrospective thoughts panel kind of a thing so overall first impressions what did you guys think about this sam is this something that was uh you were a fan of it or disappointed uh i am definitely a fan of it uh after the first i think five six episodes i actually remember like going into like out of my bedroom for a second and i saw my brother and i'm like did you see daredevil yet this is no i haven't started i'm like well kind of like it more than this season of arrow might even like it more than The Flash, and I definitely like it more than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> and that was just after five or six episodes. Yeah, there, there, there was definitely some issues. It was not perfect. But overall, for me, I would watch the entire series again, and yes, another marathon. I would just marathon it again. I liked it that much. Funny how Constantine doesn't even get into the discussion. Oh. <laughs> Fuck that show. Watched yeah. one episode of that, and I struggled to get through that. I haven't even started Gotham, so... I, I haven't started Constantine either. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Watch Daredevil again. Yeah, pretty much. What about you, Sean? Positive or negative? What do you think about this overall? I I thought it was very meh. <laughs> I'm, I'm still on the fence. I I. It's not the greatest thing I've seen. It's not the worst thing I've seen. Like, Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., I watched, like, two episodes of that, and I was like, this isn't for me. I, I prefer it to Gotham. That's but, not hard. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm still, I still like the Ben Affleck. I, I think I'm the only person on the planet who actually likes the Ben Affleck Daredevil film. Yeah, you actually are. Uh, so, the uh, director's cut's not too bad. Yeah. They, may, they turned Daredevil into Spider-Man. I wasn't a big fan of that. Yeah, but they've got Coolio in it. <laughs> <laughs> so they get some points. And a John Favreau throw in there. So yeah, I, th- I thought it was mad. the acting was good, and, and I'm always a fan of strong acting. I like the thing that I'm currently watching. Right now. <laughs> you want to tell everybody everybody what that uh, awesome acting experience is? Star Wars Episode Three. <laughs> I got Oscar it on mute performances. At Watching it on mute is pretty good. <laughs> oh, that's a, such a better movie. <laughs> if you could just get the sound effects, that'd be amazing. Yeah, somebody should actually do that. Do that and I'll watch it on YouTube. <laughs> now somebody is going to do that. Somebody probably already has the way that people are so obsessed with that. Oh. 
So I'm on the uh, the positive side of this. Um, there are definitely flaws and certain things that I am hoping are not like standards going forward. But in the grand scheme of things, I, I like this quite a bit. And um, Sam and I were at New York Comic Con when they gave us the first kind of glimpse of this. And I walked out of that just going, oh, ugh, this is going to suck. Was not impressed. This time around, though, watching it, uh, seeing the same scenes, I could tell that they fit a lot better in the context of everything. And Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, um, maybe part of it was because it was the last day of New York Comic Con, and I was expecting something huge, and they kind of, like, dropped well, the ball what, with what that. What I think is, I think they only had, like, the first two or three episodes done at that point. Probably. They probably didn't have too much to show us because the fight scene they showed at Comic-Con was the fight scene when he's defending Karen uh, in her apartment. Is that episode one or two? Uh, one, I think. One. Episode one. The, yeah, that's when um, – that's the clip that they showed us at Comic-Con. And if they had instead showed us the fight in like episode like five or six when he's saving that boy from those uh, – mm. from the Russians, if they had showed us that fight – yeah. Then I'd have just been like chomping at the bit to see this show. So I, I think it was just more a matter of they didn't have it yet. But I knew just from the clip they showed us. Uh, the first clip they showed us at Comic Con of Fisk was him looking at the painting and Vanessa talking to him. And I knew just from that clip that D'Onofrio was just going to knock it out of the park. And he did for me. So Let's talk about the overall uh, plot structure, then we're going to break this down considerably more by going character by character and stuff, but what did you guys think of that, the the tone in general about this? Was that a hit or a miss? Is it too dark? Because a lot of people are thinking the dark aspect is one of the positives, but I'm hearing some chatter that people are like, well, this was, you know, did it really need to hit all the blood, and did they need to say shit five times in each episode, and, you know... To me, I think it's a welcome refreshment. I like uh, the happier really things, refreshing. you know, the yeah. Agents of Shield and stuff like that. Like I, you know, I'm up with that kind of tone. But Daredevil's always a darker character, and you know, if you go too happy with him, then you kind of, I don't know, you neuter it a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys don't worry about that. I, I thought the tone was perfect for it. Yeah, you know, I, I, I thought it was a refreshing piece. You know, after watching Flash and Arrow and God Arrow, because Arrow to me was one of the darker superhero shows that I've seen, and then to see this, this is now the darkest superhero, at least television show that I've seen, and I loved it. I'm not saying everything needs to be dark, like they started doing with the uh, DC movies. We don't need everything to be dark, but I think for a character like Daredevil, you almost have to. And they didn't go completely over the top. But I liked that they didn't shy away from things. Like, if somebody's hand came off, you could see the bone underneath. Like, they weren't shy about that. But they also weren't trying to be like, yeah, blood, yeah, guts, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, that one, that one episode in the bowling alley, that was kind of, that was kind of gross. Well, uh, they did go a little bit further than that, where <laughs> when Fisk literally smashed a guy's head off, with a car door? Yeah, with a car door, yeah. You could actually yeah, that, that, that see awesome. the chunks kind of falling down. That's, I think, yeah, that's probably as dark as it went, I think. I can't think of anything. Other than a uh, stick, like, slicing that guy. Yeah, um, that was pretty of, gruesome. 
and I forget which character did it, but somebody broke somebody's elbow, I remember, and, like, the bone went through the skin. Yeah, I remember who did it, but I remember seeing the bone stick out of that, and was just like, fuck, man. <laughs> that, that right. was the bowling alley scene. That was fucking horrible. That was, yeah, that okay. was the bowling alley yeah. one, yeah. Like, you're, you're not going to see that in uh, Iron Man 4. Like... Or the Flash. <laughs> right. Fuck that. Barry in the Flash is like, I got cut, Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have an accelerated healing factor. I know, but it hurt for two seconds. It stings. I don't want that band-aid. I want the glow in the dark band-aid. <laughs> right. Even Oliver in the in the crossover has to like shoot him in the back and be like, "Dude, you heal. Shut up." <laughs> I thought uh that this was I don't know about you guys, but this was a great representation of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a an actor play Batman with this level of martial arts, but this is like what you should do with Batman. Oh, this was so Batman. I mean, he's going into the shadows, and they're basically like that first uh, uh, episode with the um, the scene on the docks. I was so uh, yeah. waiting for somebody to just be like, "Where are you?" and him to be like, "Here." <laughs> <laughs> But that's cool. I mean, you know, if anybody's going to draw comparisons to Batman, it's always been Daredevil. Like, mm-hmm. there's aspects for other characters, to, you know, the billionaire with the, the money thing. It's the Tony Stark connection. But they even make a joke about that in there. Yeah. Um, like, you're not one of those billionaires. Yeah. Like, billionaire superheroes. And what I actually liked is uh, compared to the Ben Affleck version of Daredevil, his version of Daredevil was basically solely echolocation. Like, without sound, he couldn't see. And if there was too much sound, then he was blinded. This version, like, I remember in the first episode of The Docks, there's that guy just kind of sitting on a lawn chair, like, doing nothing. Yeah, I like that And, guy. like, the other guy, and Daredevil's, like, beating through all these guys, and I'm like, wow, he's, like, not gonna see this guy, and then this is the guy who's gonna, like, beat him over the head or something. And no, he walks past the guy and then throws something at him. And hits him. And then when he explains, like, he can taste things in the air, he can smell different temperature vary, he can feel half a degree temperature change. Like, this now is, like, this is Daredevil. More so than what they did with Ben Affleck. Yeah, what did you guys think about how they handled the um, the powers? Did you like that, uh, the world on fire kind of thing? I thought that, that was cool. That was cool, yeah. I thought it was a bit cheesy. In all fairness, the world was on fire. Like, really? Why couldn't he just be bogged down the blind? <laughs> he's just like, they're like, what do you see? And he's like, nothing. I'm fucking blind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know? And and the Superman human hearing, that's pretty, that's pretty cheesy as well. Yeah, I, I did like when uh, when Foggy tells him, like, oh, yeah, well, how many fingers am I holding up? And flips them off, and he's like, ah, one. <laughs> Like, dude, I can see, like, in a way. That actually was my favorite episode, I think. The flashback to him and Foggy in college? Yeah, Nelson v. Murdoch. That was episode, like, uh, nine or something like that. Let me see. Episode ten. Yeah, I loved that interaction between the two of them. And that's kind of odd because um, one of my least favorite characters out of this whole thing was Foggy. No, so, he, he had times where I was like tired of seeing him. Yeah, but then there was there was even more times I was tired of seeing Karen. Yeah, that's uh, a. 
Well, actually, let's start getting into the character stuff then. Um, we'll cycle, uh, not cycle, circle back around to Matt Murdock, but Foggy and Karen, let's talk about them. Um, I kind of agree with that. Foggy and Karen, I didn't hate them by any means, but there were definitely times where I was just like, can we do like another story here instead of having to to watch these two flirt or like... I mean, in the case of Karen, like, she's exactly what I would have written her to be, but just because that's exactly what I would have done doesn't mean that I like it. Like, when you give, like, a Superman movie, you need to give Lois Lane the role that she always has, where she's, like, the investigative reporter type, and it it serves its purpose, and it's exactly what it's supposed to do, but, man, I just don't enjoy those kind of characters. Like, that's why I don't watch mysteries. Because it gets to a point where I'm just like, oh, can you just, like, you know, figure it out now and just move on to whatever the next thing is? Like, I I hate having to hear those scenes where everybody's just like, well, we should just give up. But no, but we got to keep digging. Right. Like, just, just keep fucking digging. Like, you know what I mean? Rather... Like, can't, can't we put in another scene of them in a courtroom? Because I actually liked the courtroom scenes, and I thought that was going to be, like, the drag of this, like... I want to see Daredevil whoop some ass, and they're going to be doing like, oh, here's another case that we got to take. And I actually liked when they were in the courtroom. Yeah, there like, was more scenes of them in Josie's bar than in the courtroom. Were in the court. Oh, God. Yeah. Damn. I actually, I actually liked Foggy. I thought Foggy was there for comic relief. The only thing yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't like about Foggy, like Foggy. The only thing I didn't like about Foggy is his name. <laughs> what Franklin? His name's actually Franklin. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Franklin. I thought, I, thought, I, thought, I, thought was, I thought it was Foggy Foggy. No, no, that's a nickname. Yeah, I was reading something. Uh, I can't remember who wrote it, so apologies that I can't give you credit for it. But somebody mentioned that uh, in that flashback where he's like, um, "Yeah, I, I smoked a doobie once or whatever." They're like, "Yeah, you don't get a name like Foggy and say that you smoked once." <laughs> <laughs> You know, actually, in that flashback scene, uh, did you guys catch the Electra reference? Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah. There was a, a couple of different ones. Um, they reference Electra with the whole, the Greek chick. The, in Spanish class. Yeah, the, the Punjabi thing, uh, there might be something to that, I'm not too sure, but um, having Roxxon be the corporation that is uh, working with the... The ones that they were interning with, Roxxon, yeah. of course, you know, lots of comic book ties there. Yeah, and you no, saw them in uh, Iron Man 3. No Stan Lee cameo, though. I noticed Fuck. that. Fuck. Fed up with seeing his old fucking face everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I was really hoping that he would have been, like, the dude that he saves uh, at the beginning to get his powers, or that he would have been, like, I don't know, watching one of the Battle and Jack Murdoch fights or something, like... Maybe there was, but we didn't catch it. Like, maybe it wasn't a prominent one. I don't remember seeing him at all. I feel like if you were going to do Stan Lee, it was going to be a prominent one. So. Right. But you know what? It this kind, I know we're doing the characters right now, but I will just throw this right in here. Um, this didn't feel like a comic book thing until, like, the last episode. So maybe if Stanley had been in there, it would have felt more like a Marvel thing, but it didn't have that Marvel feel to it, which I'm not saying is bad, but like it suddenly did at the end. And I'm like, oh, like 
huge change of gears right there. Hmm. That's true. I got a question about Foggy though. How the hell does he pull somebody like Marcy? Right, I was thinking the same slow. thing. Like I, I, that had to be it because when she said you were actually pretty decent the other night, I'm like, that's the only thing he's probably got going. <laughs> like, okay, I'm not gonna say he's just flat out ugly, but I will say he I does will. not seem like an unattractive guy. And she's pretty hot, so like, it made no sense that like he would get somebody like her. And he like had her wrapped around his finger, right? Like, just like, hey, baby doll, do what I'm talking about. Slap her on the ass type. And she's just kind of like, oh, foggy. Ha ha ha. Like, you, oh, you know. foggy bear. It's like, you're flirting around with Karen. And okay, maybe I could see that because she's, you know, she's like a little homelier than what some, you know, leading women are in a lot of these kind of things. She's still good looking and everything, but she's not, you know, drop dead Jennifer Connelly gorgeous kind of types or something like what they used to do with the the Marvel films. Right. Well, uh, like at, at the end of the season though, like he's flirting with Karen all season and then literally he's like, "Yeah, me and Marcy are kind of talking." And she's like, "Oh, that's nice." Giggle. <laughs> like like we weren't you guys like gonna date fuck flirt something <laughs> like something was going to happen, right? Cuz you totally just brushed that off at the end. He's like, "I got this side bitch. She's better looking." <laughs> and she's just like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, she is." Like, I accept that. Well, you guys know in the comics, um, Karen flirts with both Matt and Foggy. Which she kind of did in the beginning. Right. I thought that they were going to develop that a little bit more. I I am kind of glad that they went with uh, him and Night Nurse. Uh, Yeah, Nurse was fit. I could have... I don't know. I I think that that hurts her character a little bit. Like, I liked her character, Claire, uh, Rosario Dawson's character, but... I didn't think that they needed to have a romance between the two of them. Like, it could have been fine if she was just platonic. Yeah. Well, you know what? Speaking of, uh, remember your big complaint with the Incredible Hulk is that they just refuse to call people by name. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always like the general instead of calling him Ross. Right. This, this did the exact same thing. They didn't call Matt Daredevil until the very, like, last ten minutes of season one. They never called Fisk the Kingpin. They only called him, like, either King of Diamonds or King, little kind of off-reference like that. They never referenced the Hand by name, even though you do see them. Like, they they really didn't go with code names at all in this. Yeah, but they at least said the actual characters' names. Like, Incredible Hulk doesn't even do that. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) Though I did did like that uh, Ben Urich had the... uh, Hulk thing in the background in the Battle of New York. Yeah, that's right. The little um, newspaper clipping. Yeah. Like uh, Terror in Harlem or something like that. And you could see the Hulk like pulling his fist up to punch Abomination. And you had one of the Leviathans crash down for a picture for the Battle of New York. That's actually one of my favorite parts about this, how they used the, uh, the Battle of New York to set up the events for this. I thought that that was great. You know, how could somebody like Kingpin rise to power? Well, because, you know, Chitari fucked up New York. And when you do all the reconstruction events, you know, well, what's the biggest thing that ends up happening with the mafia? Oh, you're in construction. Like, <laughs> that was just like a perfect match. I loved oh, that. Yeah. I, That's I, a definite that hit. I was surprised they didn't let Kingpin or any of his men, like, get a hold of any Chitari technology. I'm surprised that didn't pop up at all. I guess they just wanted to keep that a little bit more realistic. Nobody had any technology like that in this. Yeah. I don't. I don't like 
stuff introducing alien technology. Yeah, I'm it's sure, just like, w- once it's in the world, though, then it becomes a little confusing as to why it wasn't there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that it had to be. It's just once it's there, and like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. even said, like, people got their hands on like a black market Chitari trade. So, like, how the Kingpin didn't have anything, it, it didn't take away from anything, and it wouldn't have added anything had they done it. I was just, I noticed a lack of it. They'll probably introduce it in season two. You're just giving them ideas. There you go. Probably. You know, something to build up to. Yeah. Well, at least they, they reference they it. Yeah, I'm assuming they won't do season two until the Defenders, right? Are we just going to get a season one of each one of those things? And Probably. Then... Yeah, that's a little disappointing. Because now I'm going to have to wait for three other shows that I may not enjoy as much, and then the Defenders, before I even get Daredevil season two. Yeah. Well, I got a feeling that you're probably going to see Nelson and Murdoch pop up in all of them. Yeah. Same thing with Night Nurse. But, yeah. Um, what did you guys think about the whole Night Nurse thing? Did you like having her uh, show up as you know, a pretty decent character that could show up uh, quite a bit? Because what I'm hearing is that she's kind of going to be the Agent Coulson. Like, she's going to be the connective thread between all of them. I can see that. Because, I mean, it doesn't make sense for all of them to be in New York City. Like, they got to be spread out a little bit, right? No, they're all New York. They're all in New York. Mm-hmm. That's a little weird. And then it might be kind of hard to explain when Spider-Man pops up, like, why are the Defenders not around? Maybe they will be. Good point. He could always be, like, just starting up as uh, Spider-Man when he shows up. Uh, you know what? Yeah, that's not a bad point. Uh, and if they're all in New York, okay, I can see Night Nurse then being a connective thread. Cause, uh, except for uh, Luke Cage, obviously, because he doesn't really get banged up. But... <laughs> She's like, you need to get stitched up? And he's like, nah. So you want to sew my shirt back up? <laughs> I like yellow shirts, by the way. <laughs> Give me more yellow shirts. <laughs> Just go to the supermarket and buy all the yellow wife beers there. <laughs> stitch, stitch some uh, pattern on there that says Power Man. <laughs> Can you fix my old afro that I used to have in the 70s? <laughs> <laughs> Can you stitch that back on? <laughs> what did you think about Claire, Sean? I, I, liked, I liked Claire. I thought she was a good character. Um, she... She played her purpose right. I don't like the, I don't like the flirting between the two back and forth. One thought it was a bit unnecessary. But, yeah, that's yeah. inevitable, man. I, I, you, I, you end up getting a Florence Nightingale effect. You take care of somebody for so long, you're gonna kind of develop something. Yeah, I suppose Stockholm syndrome in it. <laughs> well, that's for kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that scene from Community in the uh, the paintball episode where she's like, "Oh, look at this! I'm carrying your wounds. We're just gonna start making out ah, and start actually making out." <laughs> <laughs> hmm, let's see here. Uh, I don't think we have too much to talk about um, Father Lantum, right? Nah, he played his part. I think he's got one of the best lines in the whole thing, though, where he mentions um, the the muddy spring and the the tainted fountain kind of a thing. I honestly thought you were going to go somewhere else when you said muddy. <laughs> muddy Bud Skipper? Muddy penis. Talk show. <laughs> yeah, all talk show. Dev, <laughs> <laughs> when he says, you know, what's the difference between uh, wishing that you could kill but knowing that you shouldn't or knowing that you must do it but not wanting to? I thought that that was a yeah. great uh, 
set of dialogue. I also liked his little monologue about uh, believing in the devil. Oh, yeah, that was cool. I thought I was a bit long-winded. Hmm. I think after not seeing him for a couple episodes, I was up for him monologuing. Yeah. They could have had him more often than they did. I'm surprised they didn't mention anything about his mom. Because apparently in the comics, his mom is... Is one of the nerds. Yeah, she's a nun. Which I think that's why when uh, Stick was going to see him, the nun said that's a different story altogether. Ah, that's true. I didn't think about that. It just blew right by me. <laughs> yeah. You were just having a male orgasm with a stick. That's all it was. Dude, stick was the stick shit. Stick was a man. Oh, my God. He's such a bastard, but, you know, he keeps that ice cream cone wrapper right in the fields. <laughs> oh, God. When I, yeah, when he picked that up, I'm like, he didn't. Like, oh, he cared. You big softy. <laughs> He was an ass. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, they can't I, I just did, shy of him like, going, fuck you, little kid. Like, <laughs> I did like that Matt actually did beat him, though. I did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And then he just, he doesn't even take it. He just shrugs it off like a, huh, nice work. All right, see you later, kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stick was one of my favorite characters by far. I mean, if I could narrow it down to my top two favorite characters, it was probably Stick and Wesley. But Stick is just, he's the shit. And I was so worried that they were going to kill him off. Um, Because I knew that he was only in one episode, because I watched an interview with Scott Glenn, and he was just like, yeah, Seven is the one that I did. And I'm like, shit, don't tell me they're going to do a flashback, and then they're going to, like, find that he gets killed, and that's going to be, you know, one of the other people that they write off. But... Looks oh, like I'm, they're going to be setting up the whole chaste and uh, hand thing for the next season. Yeah, or I mean, who knows? That could even be why the defenders have to get back together, or not back oh, together. That's true. You know, they might. The hand might just come invade New York, and the defenders defend. <laughs> you see Luke Cage fighting the hand, just like <laughs> punching everybody, and that's it. <laughs> I, I'm surprised though. Like we already heard about the casting for Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. We've already seen stills from. Uh, I don't. What's the show even going to be called? Is it AKA Jessica Jones or is it Alias? No, it's AKA Jessica Jones. I think. It is. It is that. Okay. Yeah, because the TV show Alias came out with Jennifer Garner. I don't think that they can take that. Okay, but um, like we've already seen stills from that. We already know about casting, and the only person that's obviously referenced is Iron Fist. The only person they haven't cast or done anything with yet. It is a little odd. I, I just thought it was strange. I wasn't expecting, like, hey, I'm Luke Cage, how you doing? But, like, something, like a nod. Eh. They, like, he saves uh, somebody working on a telephone line, and he's like, so what do you do for a living? I'm a power man. Oh, I gotta get me one of those. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that would be so fucking terrible. <laughs> and then they're like... What do they call you? I don't know. I don't have an alias yet. Wink. Uh, he just turns and looks right at the camera and just nods. Then he looks like near the camera, but not right at the camera. And they're like, Matt, a little bit to the left. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. We, I was binge watching the first uh, six episodes, I think with um, Chris Dace and Chris Urban. And we were making so many blind jokes. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. It was just like, you know, somebody goes like, you know, uh, did you see whatever, whatever? And it's like, yeah, he did, but Matt didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
So Stick gets a, uh, a hit from both of you guys, too? Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. One of the more interesting well, I mean, characters. He, he wouldn't get a hit from me, but I'd probably get my ass whipped by him. <laughs> what do you guys think's going on with Black Sky? I don't I don't understand that reference from the comics. I'm not familiar with it. That's all over my head. I don't know what and the like, hell that's it, supposed it, it to was be. a kid. And at first I thought when he said that he killed the kid that it was just to piss him off and he hadn't actually done it yet. But then he tells the the leader of the hand that yeah, I did take care of it. But apparently there's more than just one. Maybe in humans? Maybe? I don't know. Like, something's got to be up with that kid. He's got to have powers or something. Right. Because they were talking about him like a weapon. I don't know. I don't know. Perhaps he was just a rent boy and he just, like, giving hand jobs. <laughs> but he's really good at it. It's a superpower. Yeah. It, you know, especially in the Black Knight. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, inhuman is the only thing I can think of. Which... If they start fighting a bunch of Inhumans, then that's completely not the direction that I was expecting the Defenders to go. But that could be a reason why the Defenders get together, a bunch of Inhumans attacking. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Fucking stick, though. He's like, yeah, I killed the master. Like, you know, <laughs> fuck that little kid. Like, <laughs> Let's see here. We've got a, a lot of side characters um, that really uh, we can just get out of the way, I'm sure. Uh, Sergeant Brett Mahoney. Yeah. Who's that? That's that the was the uh, their friend on the force. Yeah. No. I, he, yeah. Yeah. he was okay. He did what he needed to do. I think it would have been good if instead of having him, they would have had uh, Dakota North. Just made her a cop. Would have been okay to have another female character in there. Yeah. Um, and somebody from the comics. Oh, you know what? This one uh, annoyed me because they just harped on it so much that uh, Elena Cardenas, uh, the uh, one with the, the zoning yeah. permit thing, she was in way too many episodes. Damn, yeah. she was. I was waiting for them to claw off. Mm-hmm. A lot of those kind of subplots were just dragging for me. Like, I didn't need to know anything about Ben Yurick's wife, that whole hospice thing. Oh, wait, wait, wait. she was suffering from dementia. Yeah, like, I don't care. Like, yeah, I didn't care for Ben either. I liked Ben, but I didn't think that they were going to kill him off. I was surprised when they did. But thank fuck they did. (laughs) I mean, I I was actually a little upset with some of the people that they killed. I felt like they could have had a, a bigger purpose in a second season or whatever. Like, I'm glad they didn't kill the uh, Chinese woman, especially when I, I can't say for certainty because I don't know what it would look like in the MCU, but I'm pretty sure she performed the Iron Fist move on Daredevil, didn't she? That I don't know. I mean, she hit him and he, like, flew backward. But yeah. I don't know if – because, I mean, in the comics, the guy's hand glows and shit. Like, I, I don't know what they're going to do in the TV show. But either she did it, or it was at least an allusion to it, considering they're stamping the steel serpent on the heroine. So. Well, she does say that she's not from China, that she's from like a far greater distance and stuff. Right. So she's got to be a connection to Iron Fist. Yeah. She was actually kind of cool, though. I liked Madame Gao. Yeah, I did, too. At first, I was going to be like, who the fuck is this bitch? Like, I, I figured <laughs> she'd be like, one of the first to die, and then she's like one of the most important characters later. 
which her introduction is one of my favorite introductions because it's got Leland Owsley being a total dick of just like, <laughs> oh, you don't speak Chinese? What about you, uh, Nobu? Oh, I just thought <laughs> it's like, you know exactly what he's Japanese. about to say. The whole like, oh, you're Asian kind of a thing. It's like, you're a dick. Right. He was one of my favorite characters too, the owl. They shouldn't have killed him off. They should have kept him for the next season. Oh, yeah, definitely. What do you think about him, Sean? Hit or miss for the owl? Who? I was Leland Owsley? Kind of the, the older dude that uh, was... Uh... the older dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank God he got through down the elevator shaft, eh? Didn't like him? Uh, I thought I... Th- he, he was all right in the beginning. He kind of got irritating towards the end. Too much complaining? Too Way too much complaining. I just liked how he was an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I saw it coming, even though they tried to make it a surprise. Uh, even oh. when he blackmailed Fisk to the point where Fisk couldn't kill him, I'm like, I don't care. Fisk is a madman. He, he's going to wreck this guy. And I'm actually surprised that instead of beating him to death, he threw him down the elevator shaft. He, he did have one of the best lines out of the entire series, though. When um, when Wesley said something about pass, p- passing on, and he was like, ah, I hate that word. I love that because I actually agree with it. I hate when people say, oh, they passed. I'm like, so they died, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, the, way, he the, actually... way he said it, the way he said it as well is such a douchebag way of saying it. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Some of the other people that we've got on there uh, that we can just breeze by. Uh, Detective Blake and Hoffman. Meh. Meh. I liked Vanessa. Vanessa, yeah, she took me by surprise. Um. I didn't even make the connection at first that she was Vanessa Fisk, and I don't know why. Like, I forgot that her name was Vanessa. So really? this whole time I was thinking, well, I wonder if she's going to die, and that's going to be, like, the reason why he really goes nuts or something. And then I, about, like, the, her third appearance or something, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. He has a fucking wife. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that she's going to be the wife. And you she know what? odd. Yeah, and as much as I loved D'Onofrio as Kingpin, I couldn't get past when he would say, I'm going to come and save Hell's Kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) It was like every time it's like, it's Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. It was like Stewie (laughs) and Brian on Family Guy. Like, like, why are you saying it like that? Vanessa's uh, character, I thought, was... uh, It it struggled a little bit, but... It ended up helping the Fisk character so much more. Uh, I thought she was going to become like the voice of reason to him, mm-hmm. and then she was totally warped by him, and became like the instigator for him to just go off the deep end. I love that backstory too with the um, the painting. Yeah, what, yeah, like there was actually a reason why he was so captivated with it, and I'm glad they did it again in his prison cell. It's almost like it's more of a prison that he has to look at that wall than it is that he's in the cell itself. Mm-hmm. I was surprised, though, because I thought that they were going to shoehorn this romance in and it was just going to be like a means to try to get him to seem a little bit like... Most human. Uh, yeah, like, well, we should, you know, shouldn't just hate him because they love their bad guys that you can sort of connect with. But yeah. it ended up being a much stronger story because if he would have just been cold top of the food chain kingpin, then it kind of would have been boring. Yeah, I love the fact when uh, he's in the shadows, but then when they finally have enough evidence to like pin him, 
he comes out on television like I'm going to save the city and then Daredevil just like flings his laptop across I yeah because that's straight out of comics right like he couldn't believe like he actually like one up him let's see what we got here we got uh what do you guys think oh. of the Russians uh I think it was interesting. I fucking love the scene where the one brought it was an Anatoly mm-hmm. gets his head smashed in, and then Vladimir basically. Um, I-, I liked that he kept trying to kill Daredevil, <laughs> <laughs> even when he knew, like, okay, you're not the guy that killed my brother, but then still he's trying to just like kill him, and then they fall through the floor. <laughs> I actually thought that was kind of funny, and it wasn't supposed to be, but I'm like, Jesus Christ, guy, like. Can you just tell him what he wants to know so you can die already? <laughs> like, he saved you, like, two or three times just to get information out of you. And then he's like that, um, the the knight from Monty Python. Yeah, he keeps it's getting like hit. you're fucked and up and it's like, oh, I'll kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Vladimir, you're half dead. God. Oh, yeah, well, well, fuck you. I'm still gonna beat your ass. And it wasn't the first time they did it in the series, but it's still like i went oh my god like i cringed when the swat team came in and they're like uh the one young officer's name what was it uh i want to say collins but it might not be i think i thought it was something like smith or something <laughs> yeah it might but be if, something completely other than collins. but but if it, okay if say it was like smith they're like uh officer smith is dead and he's like what and they just fucking knife him in the throat well like, yeah unnecessary my god like like how like, for me, what made that so like cringeworthy is how would I feel if somebody finally like saved me in a dire situation and they're like, "Sorry, we found him. He's dead." And I'm like, "Oh, fuck. <laughs> like he had to have just been thinking like, oh well, I'm screwed." But that uh, I think I said it before. My favorite scenes probably uh, Daredevil kicking those guys' asses, but they won't go down when he's saving that kid like it that to me was more realistic in any superhero thing i've ever seen where the guys whooping their asses but they can still get back up because they're not like out cold they're Mm -hmm. just getting hit really hard so like he has to fight like the same like four guys and i don't know that scene like the moves he did the way he fought and I I will go on record saying I think I like the black suit better than the red. I like the red better. I I like the red better. Eh. I I couldn't get past the black suit. It was really it was really annoying me. It looked. I was, I was there counting down the day, counting down the episodes until like it would switch. Yeah, I think the last two or three episodes, I was like, okay, he's already asked for a new suit, and now he's fighting a guy in the shadows. I can't see him. He's gonna walk through the door. At, oh, okay, black suit still. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No yellow suit, though. They kind of... I want to think they hinted at it, but it might have just been me. Um, when he gets the suit and he wears it for the first time, he's standing on that rooftop. He's holding... I, I don't What would you call it? A mask? A helmet? Like, whatever the headpiece is. He's holding it in his hands. And as the camera's panning, the light is kind of streaking across him. And it kind of made the helmet look yellow for a second. Well, that was, I think, just, like, cinematography, because the visual look of this, which we can move on to that topic and bounce back to characters and stuff, too, um, a lot of things would look odd color-wise. 
A lot of greens were yellow. Yeah. I I think that's going to be one of my misses, actually. Cinematography? Yeah, just the, the visuals. I mean, I get that they went with a darker thing. They went with more of, like... Uh, what's a good way to put it? Like, not comic booky because it isn't, but... Hyper-realism? Like, they wanted it to look like it, it wasn't... They wanted it to look like it could be happening. Uh, well, the, yeah, but I mean, um, they like they wanted it to visually like stand out and be odd, and it was like a fantasy world kind of a thing. Like I, I knew that they were going for something specifically to look different, but I thought that it was just too odd. Like they had the the contrast up too much or something. Mm. And I watched this on uh, three different things, so it wasn't just like you know my uh, my computer laptop or something or Urban's TV or whatever. All three of these things just looked different. So I was just like, all right, well, it's not me, it's them. Right. I mean, I watched it on my computer screen, and it looked fine to me, but also I'm a different person. So. It looked fine to me watching it on the Xbox and um, on my laptop. Hmm. So it must have just been you. <laughs> so it's a miss from me and a hit from you guys? Yes. Yeah. So I also, uh, do you count for cinematography stunts? Oh, we can talk about that. I gotta say, stunts and action and all that definitely a hit. Yeah, like complete A plus on my scale. At I don't know. Did we used scene. a kick a few times, which did my head. The flip that flip kick? kick, yeah, the one that uh, would make Roy Harper look like uh, look like jealous. shit. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of those kicks, though, it was kind of like, well, you didn't really need to flip, did you? <laughs> Yeah, some of, I think some of the flips maybe on the surface looked like they were just for style, but I always took it as he flips because then he kind of puts more power behind it. Yeah, I guess you could justify it that way. I don't I don't know, know, I like sometimes an anime just... guy, but he's not here. Who's that? Wago. He, he would know about all these kicks and shit. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think they're doing that in MMA. <laughs> Yeah, if we can find out that the reason Ronda Rousey's doing so good is that she could like smell people's uh Armpits. intentions and <laughs> she can taste like... the copper in the air when they get cut. Right, yeah. If she's turning into that shit, then she needs to become a real life superhero. <laughs> uh let's bounce back to a character real quick. Um speaking of fights, Battle and Jack Murdoch. No crusher creel. I was disappointed in that. Yeah, we didn't get to see him, but I think the prevailing theory is that it's the same from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, I think that's not, like, Crusher's dad or something like that. Yeah, but it would have been cool to see him. Yeah. Because they already had him cast. You know, he was already filming for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, right, but if you had him in the past, it's tougher to make the guy look like he's, well, how much, like, 20 years younger? That's true. They could have just gotten a different actor. I mean, it's not that hard. But I think they said, like, Mike Tyson became heavyweight champion when he was 18. So I think they were saying, like, Jack Murdoch fighting, like, an 18-year-old crusher, and then you see him in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and that's why he's not, like, an old man or something like that. Well, in the comics, uh, Jack Murdoch doesn't die that early on. He dies when he's, like, a much older man, and uh, Matt's already in college and everything like that, so, Mm -hmm. you know, they could have gotten away with that. 
Yeah, of course, so they, he, they didn't do that exact same thing, but you know. Did they do it based more on the um, uh, the Man Without Fear storyline? Did he die younger in that one? That I'm not too sure about. Never read it, actually. I, the, I haven't read it either, but I know like the suit was taken from that. Some of the story plots were taken from that. Have you ever read any of the uh, comics, Sean? Uh, no. The only thing I know about Daredevil is he was in the Total Mighty Spider-Man, which was pretty buzzed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And um, the Daredevil film, which was pretty boss, and uh, the series, which was pretty boss. I, I was a fan of the uh, the red suit in the uh, Daredevil movie. I did like the suit, and I, it's not that I disliked this suit. I thought it was really tactile. It looked appropriate for this kind of universe they're setting up. But I just, for some reason, I don't know if it was just because I saw it so much. And the red suit didn't pop up until literally like freaking 20 minutes until the season was over. But I just – it kind of grew on me. I, I liked the look of the black suit. But I will agree that it's just a black version of Iron Fist's costume. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know if they're going to comment on that at all. Maybe Iron Fist puts on that outfit because of Daredevil. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> he puts it on. He covers his eyes and he's like, oh, shit. I can see. I don't need to do this. <laughs> right. It's like, here, here, I'll cut some eye holes out, like, right here, here. <laughs> and Daredevil's all pissed. Well, why don't we just call you Iron Sight for that reason? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, a couple other characters that we didn't talk too much about. I actually just about. bought it off eBay, because he did say that he bought all this shit off the internet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So he probably well, bought his handy down from eBay. Speaking of which, we haven't actually talked about Matt Murdock. Oh, we have we got a couple more characters. We'll get around to him. But okay. uh, speaking of the person who made the suit, the Melvin Potter, um, I didn't know this until afterward. But I, after finishing the all the episodes for this, I went back and I read like a lot of different um, character studies and a lot of different uh, wiki links and stuff like that. He actually is a character from the comics who started off as a villain and became a reformed good guy. That create suits and stuff. I was just like, I never knew anything about this character. Yeah, I figured it had to be prominent. I didn't, like, I didn't think he was just a made-up, throwaway character. But I also didn't know that he was, like, one of the first enemies Daredevil fought. I didn't know that he existed, period. (laughs) I like this character, though. That he's kind of, like... Retarded? I I don't think it was so much that he was supposed to be retarded. I think it was almost like, not completely, but almost like a savant. Like he's, he he can't, he can probably barely dress himself. He probably can't socially interact with people, but when it comes to making outfits, he's like, there's no other, you know what I mean? Like Like some kind of like, uh, like autism or something. Right. Like where you see those guys that are essentially mentally challenged but they can play like piano and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. this was his piano for some, and they didn't really go into what that fabric was that he was using, but I feel like that's going to become important maybe in the other series. It's made out of Luke Cage's skin. <laughs> <laughs> just every With time, like, shit, skin, like... They just collect it. Yeah. Like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another side character that I just thought was funny, Turk Barrett. Apparently he's been in the comics and stuff, but I just thought that it was hilarious that they had to show him smelling a gun. (laughs) (laughs) 
He's and at like, the very end, when Fist's eyes are going down, he's like running away. Like it was almost like a comedic thing. Like the way he was running, it's like you expected that music in the background, like that or the um, the end thing from The Godfather. <laughs> Since they're doing that like montage of everybody getting taken down, or like bum 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 bum. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> James Wesley, though, we haven't talked about him. Oh my god, that cold son of a bitch. That dude was awesome. Yeah. Greatest character of the, oh, the series are in. Him and, and Stick, what? definitely. I, Tony and I favorites. agreed with you, Tony, what you had said uh, earlier when we talked about it. Like, it made so much sense, and we were so glad that Karen finally killed him. But at the same time, you're so upset to see that now he's dead. Right. You're like, hey, Karen, good for you, standing up for yourself. But did you have to kill Wesley? Like, couldn't you have killed fucking, I don't know, Francis? It, it, did, make a, it did make a change of pace to see the brains behind the outfit to be the heavy instead of the henchman being the heavy, and the henchman had the brains. Right. Yeah. Was pretty good. Apparently he's from the comics, too. I didn't know that he existed either. What is he in the... I felt he had to be something. He's just, like, his, you know, assistant kind of guy in the comics. Right, I thought that was Dr. Smythe. All right. <laughs> now you're like, just going by the told, 90s show. Know, the 90s Spider-Man. Let me down. Good old Alistair Smythe. Yeah, that was a great show, though. I did like his, uh, his one line. Maybe if he had an iron suit or a magic hammer, that would explain why you keep getting your asses handed to you. <laughs> Yeah, I loved how they threw these little references in there. That was great. I mean, in a world where the Avengers are popping up, you got to do that. Like, right? You because can't just now, act like they don't exist. Now it's because it's probably now they're becoming a pop culture thing. Mm-hmm. Like now, it's like okay, superheroes aren't fantasy. Like they exist in our everyday world now. And I, I one thing, I not that I wish they had, but I would have been a lot cool to me if they had done this. Is either like when he's in the costume for the first time, or, like, if he's talking and joking with um, uh, Foggy or Karen at the end, he'd have been like, yeah, maybe I'll be an Avenger now. Or, like, something like that. Or even just say something like, we can't, like, the Avengers save the city, but they don't understand street level, or something like that. Just, like, explain why he feels the need to step up when you live in a world with Captain America and Iron Man and Thor and Hulk and stuff like that, like what makes a uh, generally ordinary man, like what possesses you to have to step up when you live in a world of giants? Yeah. Like maybe um, that Nelson and uh, Murdoch argument, maybe he could have been like, look, you're not fucking Thor or anything. Well, I think Foggy says something like that. He's like, he's like, ah, it's like, I'm, I might think I'm Captain America, but that doesn't put wings on my head or something. Like that. Yeah, that was a good line. I like that. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I think we knocked out all the blah kind of characters, but the uh, two main ones I that we haven't... You still got the fucking the editor bloke. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah that guy. Yeah, when, that when guy. They were I was actually surprised. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he actually wasn't on the payroll, and then I kind of felt bad. Like, oh, all these accusations of this guy being a dick, and then he actually wasn't the bad guy. He was an actual <laughs> dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was just a dick. Oh, you know who I didn't like? That woman in the um, 
in the hospital. Hmm? The the one where he uh, Ben York just gives her cheese blintzes and she's just like, all right, well, I'm a fat ass, so I'll do it for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the head noose. That's why yeah. he's like, you should have started with that uh, earlier. He's like, yeah, that, would not, that wouldn't have been fair. Yeah. He's like, if I had like, bribed you with food, it would have felt too easy. Like, they probably cut right at that point because in the rest of the scene, she just starts like, you know, fucking Jumping. shoving it down her throat. She's like, she's blunts ah, this is great. <laughs> Didn't like her. I was kind of hoping that she would have died, but um, too many characters that I wished hadn't died. I'm just hadn't. No, like characters I wished hadn't died that did. I think the only ones that I would have been cool with keeping around, maybe Ben. Um, ben, ben and Wesley are the two. Wesley, yeah. Leland Owsley could have kept him around. I, I would I would have wished he'd have been around. Um, I, I didn't care that um, whatever the heck that Japanese guy's name was. Nobu? Nobu, yeah. Nobu. He's dead, I don't care about that. No, nah, he was I, definitely that was somebody just, to write like, off. That's just supposed to show the hand, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. That was just supposed to be a hint of that. Poor Wesley, though. Good guy. Yeah, well, not stand really. up guy. Back. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. like I thought it was getting a little weird when like uh, Fisk was sitting next to him and he like kisses his cheek and stuff. I'm mm. like, were these guys like? Nah, he was just good friends. Right, this is like they were back to back buddies. Right, <laughs> I think it was just, he was so awkward. I think that that's the one way I'll put uh, Fisk. If I could put him in one word, it would just be awkward. And that's not a bad thing. It's just that's just how the character was written. Yeah, I didn't think that they were going to go in that direction because he's not that awkward in the comics. But, but you know, this was sort of like uh, leading him into that other kind of role. Like right. by the end of this, he knows that he's the bad guy, and he's just like, "All right, fuck it, I'm going to headbutt people and stuff." <laughs> like, but when he says that to the two FBI guys, and then he saved, like, really, that is Kingpin. Mm-hmm. This before was like his origin story, kind of like with Daredevil. That's probably why we didn't see the suit until the very end. Like right. this is they're they're not Daredevil and Kingpin yet. They are evolving into those things throughout the series. And when he finally becomes Kingpin, like it scared the shit out of me. Like, okay, I don't want to mess with this guy. So let's uh, keep this discussion on Wilson Fisk a little bit. Overall, for him hit or miss is this good that they went in this direction or would you have rather have seen just the badass a complete hit for me i I was happy with the way they did it sure there's different ways you could have done it but i'm completely happy with the way it went i thought it dragged a bit too long for me i I was getting bored towards the end of the series with the fisk character well, even with probably... even with the back uh, backstory kind of stuff, the backstory made it back entertaining. Like how why he's like he is, but then it's just sort of dragged again after that. Because what was wasn't that like episode seven or eight? Might have been eight. Because seven like, was oh. the stick one. Because yeah. I was I was in the middle of having a conversation um, with my friend on um, Facebook. I looked up and I was like, hey, this Matt Murdock kid got a little fat. <laughs> and then I realized it was supposed to be Fisk. I was like, oh, 
Okay. This has grabbed my attention now. Wait, you didn't get that when Fisk was like in his dressing room and he like looks in the mirror and sees the bloody diversion of himself? Like I think I missed that. I think I was on the shitter. <laughs> he was just looking you, at Foggy. You didn't even you didn't even hit pause when you went to the bathroom. No. <laughs> he just walked out I, like <laughs> I was like, if, if I miss something important, it'll, it'll show you on the flashback on the next episode, won't it? <laughs> and, and then they turns out they don't do that. Yeah. I was surprised at the timing on this. I'm not too familiar with Netflix. I don't have my own account. And I was just like, yeah, these would be about 45 minutes a piece. No, these were like 58 minutes a piece and stuff, and that was great. Yeah, I noticed some of them varied too. Like, some of them were 48, some of them were like 55. Like, there was a good little wiggle room of a few minutes. I probably just edited it the way that they needed to. And we're just like, you know what? We need to be under 60, but if we're 48, we don't need to add any more things, then we won't add any more. Yeah, and that's actually a good thing. I like, Mm -hmm. don't fluff it, but also don't cut things out to like hold to a certain time, other than the fact that they were going to be shorter than an hour. I uh, actually like the length of of these episodes. I thought they were pretty standard. If they were like half hour type things. Yeah. One of the things I wished they had done, though, is um, maybe it's just because I'm so used to Marvel doing it. I don't know if it's that or if I felt like they should have had something. I was expecting a plug at the end of the last episode. Like, it yeah. kind of just, just ended, and it's like, okay, Daredevil season one is over. Like, I thought there was going to be a reference to something or, like, an, not end credit scene, but, like, maybe just something a little extra. And there wasn't, and that wasn't a negative, but I guess I was just kind of expecting it. I was too. The same thing with the Stan Lee thing. I'm like, man, why are they going to put Stan Lee in here? Like, they should have gotten out of way with the first episode or two. Right. It, it could have been, like, a good introduction for Jessica Jones if they would have, like, I don't know, cut back to them in the office and they're looking at like a list of new clients and they're like, who's this one? Jessica Jones? I don't know. Let's look into her or something it's, like that. Then isn't Jessica like, Jones oh. the the cat lady that went on holidays? What? Huh? When um, Claire had to cat sit for somebody? Wasn't that Jessica Jones? Oh, maybe. I didn't even think of that. Does huh. Jessica Jones own a cat? Did she mention a name? Uh, she, she ever did. mentioned the name of the friend? I think she did. Maybe, I don't know. When I was I watching, think... it was like 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to marathon this so much that, like, th- there could have been a whole ton of references that I have no idea because eventually, like, my eyes just went bloodshot. Just glazed over. Yeah, what did you think about that scene where Daredevil was fighting Iron Man? Oh, man, I must have fallen <laughs> at that point. Oh, you missed that one, too? Sean was in the oh, show, I, too. I, no, and I, totally, I totally saw it. It was fucking epic, dude. <laughs> He's like, I look better in red. And he's like, I look better in red. And he's like, how do you know that? You can't see. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, all of a sudden, he's like, you just see Daredevil, like, walking down the street. And he goes, sniffing around. Gold titanium alloy. <laughs> and then cut to black. He's like, huh. Smells like Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, I was hearing rumors that this uh, TV show takes place after Age of Ultron. But they completely didn't reference Age of Ultron at all. So I'm assuming it took place before, right? Like, they're only talking about the Battle of New York, and you'd think if fucking robots almost killed everyone on Earth, somebody would have been talking about it. Yeah, I assumed that this was before it. Okay, so then whatever those rumors were before, I'm just going to assume I'm wrong. I don't know where they placed it, though. Like, if it's 
like they said a couple years ago for the Avengers, so it's got to be after that, of course. And it's got to be after Iron Man three. I'm assuming but, it's probably even after Winter Soldier. It should be. Either that or concurrent, but because one thing Marvel's been doing is they've been making recently, at least whenever the movie comes out and however long it was between the movie and the last movie that came out is the time frame we're looking at. Yeah. yeah they like, didn't do that phase too. one is weird, but phase yeah. two has been trying to keep it going. Right. Where like Iron Man three was what a year came out a year after Avengers. Something like that. But they said it was only six months. But then Thor The Dark World, they basically said, yeah, it's been like a year since then. It's been two years since Thor 1. And then when Captain America comes out, they're like, yeah, Battle of New York is like a couple years ago. So I, they, they've been like – the timeline within itself of the movies was more uniformed in Phase 1, I think. But and because then But then they got a lot of – uh, it got really clunky because then they said Iron Man 1 took place in like 2010 even though it was like a 2008 movie and then of course the second movie in phase 1 like happens like a year after that but then like, concurrent to movies that come out two years later so like it, it did get a little messy but now they seem to be keeping to okay this movie came out two years after this movie well it's been two years there you go so let's uh, wrap up our character study here by talking about the main guy himself, Matt Murdock. Charlie Cox, good for the role? Very good for the role. I understand why um, they like they had this guy in mind for it before they even had the rights back for Daredevil. And I can completely see why. Like, there, the, Could there have been an actor that played a better Daredevil? Mm, like, you'd have to define which kind of Daredevil. The Daredevil they went for in this show, perfect. Charlie Cox was completely the right Matt Murdock. But if they were going to go for one like a little more lighthearted, I wouldn't have chosen him. What about you, Sean? I thought you hit the nail on the button. That, that's, the same. that's the one nail on the hand. <laughs> Damn you and your UK linguisms. <laughs> I, I thought I thought he was I thought he was great for the role. I, I enjoyed every minute of his role. It wasn't enough Matt Murdock for me though. I'll agree to that. There wasn't enough Matt Murdock at times, and then there were some episodes where I felt like there wasn't enough Daredevil. Hmm. I think if you would have taken out a couple little subplots and you would have fit in some other things, like maybe instead of doing that whole side story of Ben Urich's wife, you add in a couple more lawyer scenes. That would have been perfect. Maybe yeah. you get rid of Sergeant Mahoney, you put in uh, Dakota North and kind of, this sounds a little bit sexist, but kind of like downplay Karen a little bit because she's the main female role and you know that they're going to put a focus on that. Maybe if you had another strong female that wasn't a villain like Vanessa, then you could have had a little bit more support, and Karen wouldn't have been doing as much. Cause... That's why it was refreshing to see that one episode with the nurse. Yeah. yeah. She was a welcome change of pace from Karen. Well, I didn't um, read many of the comics as much for Daredevil. Is Karen, like, a solid main character? Or is she more on the side, and they just made her more prominent in this? No, she's definitely, like, 
top of the line. Like it, it's pretty much her and Elektra are like the two main love interests. Okay. But she's she is fucked up in the comics. Like they actually uh, they started have a getting little, there. Yeah, one. they they had some allusions to that when she said that she might give up alcohol and move on to the harder stuff. Yeah, in the comics she gets like a drugged out mess and she ends up doing uh, pornography and she gets like I think she's HIV positive and she dies and like multiple she starts, different ways. She starts like, doing pornography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like maybe they're going to kind of retcon that a little bit and make it, that was her background. Cause she, you know, did say when she was uh, shooting Wesley, this isn't the first time I shot somebody. Uh, they kind of made it, at least to me, it seemed apparent that, yeah, this is the first time she's killed somebody. I, I think she was like bullshitting Wesley when she said like, how do you know? This? Cause I mean, once she did it, she was so freaking just, messed up about it that like she, and then and then you heard kingpin and her like dream say like good thing about it is it gets easier the more you do it yeah but she got over it pretty quickly it was like one episode and then she was just kind of like hey matt what's up <laughs> <laughs> that's what alcoholism does too <laughs> she's like you know what works uh for getting over that first kill porn <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go that. do that. <laughs> so, um, who would you say your favorite character was out of this whole thing? Wesley, or Matt Murdock, or Stick? And it's a toss-up between those three. Actually, no, no. I'm gonna say my number one guy was the Reverend. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Thug Number Four. <laughs> my my favorite thug. guy was the guy who hung himself in the first episode. Rance. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what what was the reverend's name again. Father what? Father Lantern. Yeah, him. Father Lantern, Green <laughs> Lantern. <laughs> that would explain why uh, Daredevil's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one more thing that we haven't touched on yet. Music. Meh. <laughs> I honestly can't remember any music apart from the opening credits, so... Mm -hmm. The opening credits are the only ones that are memorable to me, but damn, are they memorable to me. Do you guys watch Hannibal? No. Man, those opening credits are... They reminded me so much of Hannibal. And then, right after I made the connection to that is... That I can't remember which episode it was where I, I think it might have been episode uh, three where I was just like, you know, this reminds me a lot of Hannibal. Then they played uh, that classical piece that is like synonymous with Hannibal. And I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. These guys watch Hannibal. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Hannibal opening title is a, um, a thing of uh, like a white background, which this is a red one, but and like red wine pours and it creates a face. And I'm just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. They saw that opening title sequence. Hmm. The uh, opening theme was okay, but, you know, I kind of wish it would have been something a little bit more memorable. And maybe if they would have had some better music throughout the whole thing, that was a little bit more memorable, too. Because while I get it, why they would go with something very, like, subdued, it's just kind of background music to me. I spent five years in Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Oh my god, Tony, I just, like, put on YouTube Hannibal opening. 
and completely agree. Isn't like it? They, yeah, except instead of wine, it's blood, but still, mm-hmm. same concept. I was, like, getting psyched out, too. When I was watching that opening title, I'm like, all right, I, I get what, like, they're going for, but are these all supposed to be references to something that's going to happen? And I'm like, what's the fucking water tower? Like, you know? they, they did show the water tower. But one that thing was the whole I, thing with uh, the the night nurse and stuff. Yeah, when they were interrogating that guy, but I don't remember there ever being a thing with a bridge. Nah. So I think they were just going with like city stuff. Parts of the city, yeah. Yeah. Or the city covered in blood or something like that. Which they should have just picked out like, you know, uh, the outline of a bum sitting on the side of the road with a little cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, music is a miss for me though. You guys too. Yeah. Uh, I'll call it a miss for the show, but I gotta give a nod to the opening theme. I I did really like it. I like the trailer music much better. That song, Beautiful Crime. Really? I actually didn't like it. Oh, I love that. I downloaded that immediately when I got a chance to, when they put that up on iTunes. I'm actually downloading immediately the the opening piano part. (laughs) Well, that's illegal. (laughs) I don't think they have that up yet. Uh, I found it on YouTube. So. It's not my fault, guys. <laughs> yeah, blame that guy who uploaded it. <laughs> exactly. Whoever Saditen Demereal is, go after that guy. Yes, yeah, Sadi. You only got 35 subscribers. Come at us. <laughs> so, uh, anything else that we didn't touch on? Any like extra points or whatever? I don't think so, but uh, if you guys have anything to throw out there. Um, no, I think I've basically said everything. Yeah, I think I've said everything as well. Gravity was the Daredevil's number one bitch, though. <laughs> Fucking fall in a trash can. Oh, yeah. But then decides to defy it when he does, like, 30 flips at one time. Either that or just, uh, knives. And then he fell for the floor. Like, guns didn't do shit to him. Knives fucked him up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially that, uh, uh, no Who fight. Yeah, yeah. So, final thoughts here. Um, what would you give this? Hit or a miss? Total hit. If, if you're into comic books, I'd give, I'd say it's a hit. But, I don't know, I'm still on the fence about it. I watched it, I enjoyed it, but there was something about it that I didn't enjoy. Still too much room for improvement? Yeah. I, I still will say it's better. I mean, I haven't seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. since it came back after uh, Sky got her powers. I haven't seen since the mid-season finale of season two. But from what I've seen before that, I still think this was better than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, anything's better than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think um, they have their their different purposes, kind of. Like, yeah. I I think that this is a better constructed show, yeah, than Agents of Shield. But I think the dialogue is much better at times. It's it's sort of like if there if this came out every week, twenty episodes like Agents of Shield did, I think it would be harder for me to do it than to do the binge watch. Yeah. Because this felt more like watching a really long movie, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is more of a procedural. Well, this was a procedural, too, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, this had more of a movie feel to it. Yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a TV show, so... 
I don't know if I would have liked, like you said, Daredevil on a regular television show, but I also don't know if I would have liked if they had done Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as a Netflix show. Oh, yeah, that probably would have been too hard to get into. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to give it a hit, though. Um, I think that there's a couple things that if they keep it the way that they're doing, I'm going to be disappointed. You know, if they don't change that visual look a little bit, if they don't make it to where, like... I'm nervous about Jessica Jones. I am nervous about Jessica Jones because Daredevil kind of has a built-in audience where people know Daredevil, they're familiar with Daredevil, they'll get into it. But Jessica Jones, there's there's no built-in... Like, I, I would even say, like, you gotta, like, set aside the fact that we love comics and stuff. Even fucking, um... Uh... Power Man, what's his name? Luke Cage. Even Luke Cage doesn't really have a built-in audience to sustain a television show. Mm-hmm. Daredevil does. So uh, that's what's making me worried about the other characters. It's it, it's almost like you had, like, you were going to do the Sinister Six, and you had Doc Ock, and then you had, like, a bunch, like, the, the, the other five of them were, like, no-name characters. Like Hydra Man and Molten Man. <laughs> right. Like, characters that, like... It, you could pull somebody on the street and they're like, oh, is like Green Goblin in it? Nope. Th- this is like, okay, we're going to do the Defenders. You guys haven't really heard of them, but Daredevil's in it. And they're like, oh, yeah, da- da- we know Daredevil. Who else is in it? Jessica Jones. Who's that? Iron Fist. Who's that? Like, the other ones I think are going to have a harder time drawing in the crowds. This one had name recognition behind it. Plus, I think they just got stronger supporting characters. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you anybody from any of those series. Right. I couldn't tell you any of the side characters. The only, And I could tell you side characters from Daredevil. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't tell you anything about the other ones. And I mean, I'm somebody who enjoys comics, and I like superhero stuff. But I couldn't tell. And then you've probably got some guy who's going to be, like, breathing real heavy slamming on the keyboard like no guys like Iron Fist has such a big rogues gallery <laughs> but like but he's got that dragon that he fights it's like yeah well. you guys even know what the symbol on his chest means <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sure each character in their own right is great but when you're looking at just the big picture more people know who Daredevil is then they know who Luke Cage is. And mm-hmm. there's more people that know who Luke Cage is than Iron Fist, and there's more people who sadly know about Iron Fist than know about Jessica Jones. So, like, this is going to be an interesting one to see when the next one comes out. And I also really hope it's not going to be, like, coming this October, Jessica Jones. It's going to be like, Jesus Christ. Like, Is that when it's coming out? No, but, like, I, I just added six months to whatever we're looking at right now. <laughs> so, like... I don't want it to be, like, six months from now until we get the next show. Like, I understand, like, shows like um, Orange is the New Black has a huge following. House of Cards has a huge following. And you can wait, like, a year to get, like, the new season. I don't want to wait, like, two years before I get Daredevil season two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and Marvel, so far, hasn't had the best track record of pumping out material. Like, it's always like, we'll pump out this one, 
and then a brand new thing and then a brand new thing and then a brand new thing and oh and here's the sequel to that thing you liked before and now a new thing and now a new thing and now a new thing so hopefully we can get more daredevil before this time 2016 very much agreed and now i will say too even though i am a little bit nervous about jessica jones and luke cage and iron fist this won me over enough that i'm more willing to to give them the benefit of the doubt yeah it's what it's the same is it the same writers is it the same everything I, for the shows or are they doing just four random shows so. that i'm now a little less encouraged because it, it's not like it's the people that brought you daredevil bring you aka jessica jones it's just a marvel netflix thing i mean i didn't watch agent carter but i know a lot of people that loved agent carter and I know a lot of people that hate Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, I mean, just because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter are ABC syndicated shows in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you got people who starkly love or hate those things. I could love Daredevil, and then I could hate Jessica Jones, and then I could love Luke Cage, and then I could hate Iron Fist. And then when Defenders comes, I'm only even caring about half the team anyway. Yeah. I don't know. That's gonna be um. That's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah. But, um. But I'll give I'll give them the chance though. I I won't knock it till I try it. Let's see here. The uh, I'm trying to look up to see who's doing the the AKA Jessica Jones one. Looks like I don't even know what her powers are. I figure she's got to have some kind of power if she's married to Luke Cage. Can't take a pounding from that guy and knock up superpowers. <laughs> I don't know. Say that to Lois Lane with Superman. Yeah, but Superman DC's always got the but Superman can do anything trick. Luke Cage is pretty much like he'll 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 just break something. They're like, oh, but Superman he could totally like hold his power back, unless she's the one who's riding him on top. No, as long as he doesn't <laughs> thrust. <laughs> This is the kind of conversation that sends Matt to uh, the church. Yeah. <laughs> he's listening into this because he definitely can't see us talking, so he's got to listen into this. <laughs> and he goes, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. He's like, <laughs> I hear that uh, my coworker Karen was in pornography. I'm not asking forgiveness for what I've done, for what I'm about to do, because I need to check that out. <laughs> I heard the audiobook version was really good. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. I'm cutting this off. But <laughs> Let's go around one more time, throw out some plugs. Uh, Sam, anything you want to plug? Uh, you guys can just catch me pumping out more articles for uh, fanboysanonymous.com. Sean? I would say the same, but I'm too lazy. <laughs> there you go. Alrighty, guys. Well, um, we are going to be continuing a lot of different Marvel stuff. We've got our next For Real Movie Club is going to be the Phase 2 films leading up to Avengers uh, Age of Ultron. Of course, when Age of Ultron comes out, then we're going to be doing a review point of that. We've got... Um, whenever Jessica Jones comes out in the future, we'll definitely be doing a review point of that one and marathoning that series. And, of course, if any more information comes along, then check out fanboysanonymous.com to see if you've got any of our opinions that we can write up about that. Uh, any other kind of things like that, you can always just find on fanboysanonymous.com, the Facebook and Twitter accounts. And uh, if you are interested in the other things under A Mango Tree, go looking around. You'll find a lot of different links. But I think that that'll do us in for this episode uh, for 
Sean Walker and for Sam Lassio, I am Tony Mango. This has been Review Point Episode 9. See you next time, everybody.